Bad news for the SEC. Mr. Trouble is coming to Norman, Oklahoma, and we'll tell you all about it on this episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is Locked On Sooners, your team every single day right here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Josh Elmer, of course, of Locked On Sooners and 94-7, the ref. Well, a commitment we have been waiting on, hoping for, wishing for. It's official, and it is Oklahoma. Blue chip, five-star tight end. Uh, Devon Mitchell has chosen Oklahoma. Okay, four-star, depending on where you're looking. And, uh, yes, there is certainly a conversation to be had about recruiting rankings this weekend and uh, why you could reclassify and go from a five-star to a four-star. But, hey, let's let's not focus on any of that for right now. Let's focus on the positives for Oklahoma, which is this. College-ready commitment in Devon Mitchell, no doubt about it. The fighting over should – Devon Mitchell be a four-star or a five-star right now. Folks, uh, don't waste your breath on a lot of that. Six foot four, 245 pounds. Devon Mitchell, 33 grabs, 731 yards, nine touchdowns last season for uh, Allen, Texas, alongside then-teammate Michael Hawkins. Uh, and, you know, you flip on the huddle tape and you see Devon Mitchell and you watch that pair work together, Hawkins and Mitchell, and you just think about maybe what the future in Norman, Oklahoma, and in the SEC for that duo, what it can look like. Hawkins, the the amount of trust that he has in Mitchell to go up and use that big six-foot-four frame to box defenders out, to create space to go make a catch, and to let Hawkins just put it on the big frame and uh, go make a go make a catch and then go make a big play after the catch with his athleticism Again, this is a college-ready, Oklahoma Sooners-ready talent right now in Devon Mitchell. The, the, the yardage, the grabs, the touchdowns, he's only going to get better as this season goes along and uh, was already a district 5-6A first-team uh, selection as a sophomore in the state of Texas. Just uh, incredible for Devon Mitchell. And uh, what we thought was going to happen, has happened for Devon Mitchell reclassifying from the 2025 class to the 2024 class. That was part of the breaking news this weekend. So yes, Mr. Trouble is coming to Norman, Oklahoma, and we'll see what the speaking of the, the star rating and what it's going to look like. We've got, we've got one of those that we can officially report in since the reclassification. And that is from rivals network on Devon Mitchell Four-star talent, rated as the number 95 player nationally. Uh, Instead of being the top tight end in the 25 class or the number two tight end in the 25 class, according to rivals, he is the number four tight end in the 2024 class and the number 12 player out of Cali. Still listed. uh, We'll wait and see what happens with the rankings on the 24-7 sports composite when they shifted over from the 25 class to the 24 class. Still a five-star there in the composite for the, the 2025 class. And, and really the bottom line is this. 
four-star, five-star. We'll see where Mr. Trouble winds up when all of that is uh, all said and done. Again, college ready for Oklahoma. And he's got one more year at Los Alamitos and then uh, reclassifying to come to Oklahoma. And who did OU win out on in the recruitment? I think that's one of the important pieces of pieces of this puzzle here. And uh, as you know, if you listen to Devon Mitchell uh, this weekend or have read some of the stories, it ultimately boiled down to Oklahoma and Miami, Alabama, one of the uh, one of the finalists there too. There were a lot of folks out west that late in this process thought it was going to be USC in this recruitment, and so no, it's Oklahoma winning out over a program in Miami that wants to tout itself and deservedly so as tight end you because of its history. So you went out there. That's a big time recruiting win for Oklahoma. Alabama, you, you beat Alabama in a recruitment, given that you're going to the SEC and just you're trying to track down number eight. You're trying to win a national championship. Alabama's going to be, yes, with Nick Saban, they will remain. Don't let the last couple of years fool you with Georgia. Georgia, of course, is here to stay too, but you know, I know, we all know here, Alabama, that's that's one of the objects you're probably going to have to get through to go win a national championship. So yeah, it's significant when you win a recruiting battle against Alabama and USC, it just feels good. Don't it? It just feels good to win a recruiting battle there over Lincoln Riley and USC. Some of the other, I mean, it's just a who's who of uh, the, the schools and programs that were involved here for, for Devon Mitchell. I mean, obviously you, uh, see the final three Miami, Oklahoma, Alabama, but just some of the other names again, that were offers for Mitchell, Arkansas, Colorado, Auburn, Florida state, Georgia, all of the Texas schools that you, you would think of Texas, Texas, A&M, uh, Texas tech TCU, which again, somebody that played at Allen, Texas, Allen high school last year, pretty significant to beat those schools out. Ohio state, Oregon, LSU, Michigan, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Virginia Tech. So, again, I mean, you name it in terms of big-time programs that were in the mix here or offers for uh, Devon Mitchell. Some of the other fallout for it beyond, okay, you beat out Miami, you beat out Alabama, you beat out USC for this commitment. And uh, we've talked a little bit about why that's important in in each of those uh, – in terms of each of those three. How about Joe John Finley? Wow, what a big-time recruiting win this is for Joe John. Uh, not that it's his first recruiting win uh, as the tight ends coach for Oklahoma, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is a massive recruiting win for Joe John Finley. What does, what does it mean now going forward for Oklahoma's recruitments of big blue-chip four-star, five-star tight ends going forward? We've said it here on Locked On Sooners for a little bit that – and Devon Mitchell said it uh, as much this weekend in his in his commitment ceremony into you know the twenty four seven sports of the world and the rivals of the world and the on threes of the world that you look no further than Braden Willis this past season getting drafted the production that he was able to put up in this offense Jeff Lebby Joe John Finley they've been able to sell here to Devon Mitchell and deservedly so and reasonably so they are going to throw it to their tight ends. Their tight ends are uh, also going to be asked to be heavily featured in the run game in terms of run blocking. So what you want to get accomplished if you're Devon Mitchell from your college career, it's all there at Oklahoma. The, the tight end position has been a 
it's been a position of importance for OU, both currently with Brent Venables, with Joe John Finley, with Lincoln Riley in the, the previous regime. When you think back to Mark Andrews, when you think back to Austin Stogner initially, and we think Austin Stogner in the right here and right now, Grant Calcaterra. So, yeah, while Miami has, of course, a decorated tight end history, Oklahoma in the recent recent memory here has a nice little tight end uh, history to boast about itself. And so you were able to sell that and you were able to win with that if you're Joe John Finley. That's big time going forward for Oklahoma. It shows that he can get in the mix for one of these blue chip recruitments and come out the other side a winner versus an Alabama in uh, in that recruitment. In terms of the 2024 class, what does it mean for Oklahoma? Okay, uh, again, I- I'm sitting here telling you, don't worry about the stars. Don't worry about the stars. And I-, I believe that to be true when we talk individually about who Devon Mitchell will be for Oklahoma. But obviously, y- you're also going to factor it into what does it mean for the entirety of the class for OU. And we can answer the rivals portion of that by saying, 12th commit in this class in the 2024 cycle for OU. They're up to number 33 nationally with this commitment of Devon Mitchell per rivals. Again, we're waiting to see how 24-7 sports looks at Devon Mitchell now as he reclassifies into 2024. Same thing for ESPN, same thing for On3. So it's tough to, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what those team rankings look like right now for Oklahoma. Here's something we do know. If you want to cheat a little bit, and what do I mean by if you want to cheat a little bit? I mean this. You look at somebody like Isaiah Autry. He's a blue-chip talent per, I believe, rivals, but not necessarily the 24-7 sports composite and not necessarily the on-3 consensus or 24-7 sports or on-3. But if we're using all of the different four major recruiting services, 24-7 sports, on three rivals ESPN, then Autry, you factor into the blue chip category as well when you look at he's a four-star from rivals. Okay, so what does this mean in terms of Oklahoma's 2024 commits? You're batting two out of three right now are blue chip talents in this 24 class for Oklahoma. That's that's pretty salty. That certainly uh, passes the smell test for the blue chip ratio. Eight out of 12 commits, blue chippers right here, right now in this uh, 2024 class for Oklahoma with the addition of Devon Mitchell. And if you don't want to quote unquote cheat in this class, if you want to just look at, okay, well, what does a 24-7 sports composite ranking say? Even though we don't have that officially official for Devon Mitchell, we know he's going to be a blue chip talent in the 24-7 sports composite. We know that he's going to be a blue chip talent in the on three consensus rankings. So that means once we see the dust fully settle, seven out of 12 blue chip talents that are commits in this 2024 class for Oklahoma. And uh, we feel pretty strong, I think, right? Saying that Devon Mitchell, depending on where you look, will either be the top rated talent in this uh, 2024 set of commits for Oklahoma, or he'll be right behind Zion Kearney in terms of uh, the top rated commit right now in the 2024 class for OU. Big time recruiting win. If we're going to spend as much energy and time asking Oklahoma to land big time blue chip defensive talents. Uh, I got it in so many ways. Sure. This class will still be defined by Williams Winery. It will still be defined by David stone or the lack thereof with each of those two. 
we have to still stop and smell the roses and celebrate this big time offensive recruiting win for OU. Here's uh, here's something from Devon Mitchell. He says, uh, I wanted, this is uh, one of the quotes from him to 24 seven sports after committing quote, I wanted to find a school where they threw the ball to the tight end, where I had a good connection with the coaching staff and where I felt comfortable with the players and the campus. And in the end, I just felt like, OU was the best option for me End quote. And uh, he also talked about how Oklahoma was in his recruitment from the very beginning. That was a big factor here. And then when Brent Venables took this job, one of the first phone calls, recruiting phone calls he made was to Devon Mitchell. And so it winds up an Oklahoma recruiting win. Just some other little recruiting scuttlebutts before we jump to the Big 12 preseason poll and uh, the all-Big 12 team. Quarter, cornerback Justin Denson, uh, we were waiting for that announcement. It was Michigan State like we thought it would be on July 4th. Uh, offensive tackle Marcus Easley committing to Georgia, so Oklahoma loses out there. But uh, the next sort of uh, set of dates that you want to be following, interior offensive lineman Casey Poe, that's still July 12th for uh, that commitment announcement. Crystal ball there from Steve Wiltfong to Alabama. We'll see if uh, Oklahoma late in the game can win that recruiting war. Uh, other names and announcements to be following, defensive lineman Jaden Jackson, that's July 13th between Florida, Miami, Ohio State, Texas, and OU. Uh, wide receiver Zion Raggins. Sounds like that one's trending Oklahoma's direction. Not saying that the, the first two don't wind up Oklahoma, though uh, some out there would say they're leaning other directions. July 18th, folks right now feel like Raggins is leaning Oklahoma. So that could maybe be the next commit. Maybe the, maybe the next commit that we're talking about would be uh, maybe the Baker's dozen commit for Oklahoma in this class. And then safety, Michael Patterson McDonald out mm -hmm. of uh, Westmore. That's a July 31st announcement coming up for Oklahoma. The Big 12 media preseason poll. Oh, yes, it uh, it is out. It is out. And uh, no, unfortunately, it is not Oklahoma at the top of the board. What does the Big 12 preseason poll look like? All Big 12 team. There was just the one name on it last year. And then, of course, you had Dylan Gabriel as the newcomer of the year. What does that look like for Oklahoma this year? Let's share that with you. But first... Let me tell you about our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, got to check them out. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college, where you can use our code locked on college for a free tumbler with every purchase. And why Bird Dogs? Well, Bird Dogs make you look good. You want to wear those nice stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Somebody like me need a little bit of a little bit of help in that department. Bird dogs, they've got my back. And oh, by the way, they do the same thing as Lululemon, but they just fit way better. So go on over, check them out. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Enter our promo code that's locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college to get that free Yeti style tumbler. All right, the, the Big 12 preseason poll, it is out. Here's a, well, here's a look at uh, what it looks like for Oklahoma and the rest of the Big 12 conference out there. It is Texas on top. You've got Texas with 41 first-place votes. You've got Kansas State uh, in second in the Big 12 poll with 14 first-place votes. Oklahoma 
coming in. They check in third in the Big 12 preseason poll. They did collect four first-place votes. Uh, I was, I think, a little bit surprised to see Texas Tech and Oklahoma this close. In the uh, Big 12 media preseason poll, Texas Tech, they got four first-place votes as well. So some love to uh, Tyler Shuck and Mr. Joey McGuire and company. They're fourth in the poll, but uh, you look at the points in this media poll, and one, two, three, four breaks down like this. 886 points for Texas, 858 for K-State, 758 for Oklahoma. Not not too awfully far behind that is Texas Tech with 729 in the points department, and then TCU, who got uh, three first-place votes. They're 727 in the points department. Beyond that, the uh, the rest of the Big 12 media preseason poll looks like this. Baylor 6, Oklahoma State 7, Cowboys, they did get one first-place vote. Who could that have been from? Uh, UCF 8, Kansas 9, Iowa State 10, BYU 11, Houston 12, Cincinnati 13, and West Virginia 14. So what's the big takeaway? What's the big takeaway from the Big 12 media preseason poll? No surprise here, right? Texas is the top of the board, and that's sort of what we were suspecting. Oh, by the way, as you mix in the All-Big 12 team, just the one name on the All-Big 12 team for Oklahoma, and that is Ethan Downs, who, I don't know, I mean, you tell me, I I think a little bit of a surprise that Ethan Downs would be uh, the one name that is an All-Big 12 first-teamer in the preseason uh, 38 tackles a year ago for downs, 13 and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. So production, I mean, you just look at the 13 and a half TFLs, four and a half sacks looked good. Right. And yet, I don't know, for me, I'm probably, I would have been leaning that the big 12s returning leading tackler in linebacker, Danny Stutzman, maybe would have been the first name that I would have uh, predicted would have wound up on the uh, all big 12 first team. Honestly, uh, maybe even, Maybe even a Billy Bowman or a Jalil Farouk if you're projecting wide receivers not named Xavier Worthy or or several others. I would have thought some of those names. Walter Rouse, Tyler Guyton, a pair of names that uh, would not have shocked me if they were on the uh, Big 12, the the All-Big 12 uh, preseason first team. Neither were up front for Oklahoma, maybe a Woody Washington. That's uh, another name that I've heard uh, folks out there float. But instead, it's just Ethan Downs. And so this is what back-to-back years that OU's just had the one name on the all big 12 first team. I know you had Dylan Gabriel a year ago uh, honored as the newcomer of the year. And uh, obviously that, uh, that came to fruition for Dylan Gabriel, but uh, this year, similarly, uh, just like last year when it was just Michael Turk on that all big 12 first team, it's only Ethan Downs. What does that mean? You know, I, I don't know that it means a whole heck of a lot. Again, every single name that I, I mentioned as could they have possibly been first-team selections? Yeah, maybe. Dylan Gabriel, I think, has a chance. I So, by the way, the, the offensive player of the year was Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels. The defensive player of the year was linebacker Jalen Ford from Texas. And the newcomer of the year this season was Kansas State running back transfer from Florida State, Treshawn Ward. And I think Dylan Gabriel's got a chance to be the offensive player of the year. I know that's going to make some folks pull their hair out. I believe that's possible if Oklahoma reaches its team goals and if this wide receiver core comes together and if a couple of these other names we're talking about maybe winding up as first-teamers 
for Oklahoma offensively before it's all said and done a rouse, a guy. And if all of that happens and comes together and coalesces, not crazy. Dylan Gabriel, somebody that threw for 3,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, just the six interceptions a season ago. And if that merges itself with Oklahoma playing better team football and winning and going out and winning this league, then absolutely. I think he'll be in the mix for uh, offensive player of the year, but I get it. I wouldn't have picked him going into the season myself. I think Jalen Daniels is a deserving name. So there's a lot of names that could have been here or maybe wind up there for Oklahoma, but this is probably just the price you pay for being six and seven a season ago. And I don't look at this. I think there's maybe some out there that would look at it and say, is there a little bit of a bye-bye Big 12 factor at play here for Oklahoma? I don't know that there is. Because you look at last season, Texas had four preseason selections. And, oh, by the way, you look at this season, and Texas leads the Big 12 with uh, with five preseason selections here. Xavier Worthy, Jatavian Sanders, Kelvin Banks Jr. up front offensively, Byron Murphy the second up front defensively. And then, of course, we told you Jalen Ford defensively is the defensive player of the year preseason. So... There's not this adios Texas bias against the Longhorns. I think this is more a referendum on there's some questions about the talent of Oklahoma. And frankly, you know, it doesn't sit well with me, probably doesn't sit well with you. But the reality of the situation is it played out that way to be true last season from a talent perspective. Did Oklahoma have the talent to go win this Big 12? No, they didn't. Did they have the talent to go win eight, nine, ten games? No, they didn't a season ago. So uh, for me, the fact that you've only got one on the All-Big 12 team, we said this a year ago, let's hope that it proves true this season. Use it as fuel. Use it as motivation. Prove the uh, voters here wrong. They weren't wrong a season ago. And so I don't know that you can have this big beef going into – 2023 if you're an Oklahoma fan it sort of is what it is you've got to go prove it and uh, I think that applies with the the preseason poll too the the top three played out how I would have suspected Texas won I I I don't know I mean I probably would have expected Texas won Oklahoma two Kansas State three Texas Tech four or TCU four and uh, Texas Tech five so that part the top five I think is what I was expecting Maybe I thought it would be Texas one, Oklahoma two. But the bottom line is it just doesn't mean all that much. And it's what we suspected. We, we thought Texas would be one. The all Big 12 preseason predictions for Texas back that up, that the national perception and even the local perception going in is that Texas is more talented than Oklahoma. We're going to find out. Again, uh, the, the predictions – unfortunately proved themselves to be true a season ago. I, I don't know that Texas is definitively more talented than Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's got quite a bit of talent, both offensively and defensively. But uh, as with many things, it's going to be up to Oklahoma to go prove that, in fact, Oklahoma's as talented, more talented than Texas, than K-State, than any of these teams in the uh, in the Big 12 preseason poll where it's at. So use it as fuel. Use it as fuel. And uh, some of the other names, uh, Desan McCullough, could be the Big 12 newcomer of the year, could be an all-Big 12 uh, first-teamer when it's all said and done. So, again, that's where it's at right now. Doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. It's a conversation for me. 
It's a conversation for this show and for other shows, for programs. It helps us fill airtime, baby. And beyond that, it's really just motivation, we hope, for Oklahoma to go out and make good on uh, what should be a redemption season and a, hey, we're taking what is rightfully ours, and that's another Big 12 championship on the way out the door. Speaking of our way out the door, more good news for Oklahoma softball. We, uh, we knew that there was one more go boomer out there from Patty Gasso and from Oklahoma. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was thinking maybe it was Kern from Indiana, but uh, at least for now it's not. It is instead Furman Paladins catcher, Riley Ludlam, who was a first team all Southern conference selection last season. Uh, last season, uh, hit 10 home runs, 41 RBIs batted 372. So, somebody that can come in, help take the load off of Kinsey Hansen a little bit. And uh, that was something obviously that out of the transfer portal, Oklahoma softball needed. So probably a little bit, a little bit further off the radar, but uh, if you've listened to, to Chris Plank, I think that was something that he had hinted at that one of the names out of the transfer portal for Oklahoma was going, was going to be, I don't want to say off the beaten path necessarily, but of that ilk, right, to where it wasn't as high profile of a name out of the transfer portal, but certainly someone who will help Oklahoma. We've got so much to break down this week on Locked On Sooners. Hope you'll stick around, everydayers. I know that you will right here. The everydayers are with us every single day on Locked On Sooners because you know we're bringing you coverage of the Oklahoma Sooners right here every single day. Uh, Locked On Sooners live tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. John Williams, his long-awaited return is uh, tomorrow. Can't wait to have John back. And we've got uh, plenty of recruitment news to talk about. Obviously, uh, we'll get his reaction to the latest commitment here. Really a series of commitments that, uh, that John hasn't gotten to comment on yet. And then what could be next for Oklahoma? Plus, so much more. The fallout from the Big 12 media preseason poll. How do we feel about it? And uh, how do all of you out there feel about it? Are you are you upset? Who was snubbed for Oklahoma? Does it matter? Are you kind of like me to where it's, hey, let's just go play football. It's uh, I'm rounding down here for our mentals, everyone. We're about 50 days away from college football. We're Oklahoma. This can all wind up just being lip service by the time it's all said and done, right? Which it's time for the Sooners to go resemble what we know the Sooners to look like in 2023. But enough of me rambling here. Uh, appreciate all of you everydayers. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Sooners. Until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. <laughs>